1-800-242-5183 and let L.J. Sullivan, CPA, go to work for you. Best Academy is the only global accredited program to certify coaches for victims of sex trafficking. In fact, BEST stands for Building Empowerment by Stopping Trafficking, and they can help you get certified as a coach in this specialized field. For more information on the training process, cost, and to apply, just fill in the contact information form at www.beststoptrafficking.org. That's beststoptrafficking.org. From there, click on the contact button and fill out the form. Make sure to identify that you are interested in becoming a coach. The program is offered worldwide through various venues. Lawyers, want to be part of Best Laws? You too can go to beststoptrafficking.org and fill out the contact form to receive information or simply email them at info at beststoptrafficking.org. The website again is beststoptrafficking.org. Be part of the best team to stop trafficking. Hi, this is Linda Sullivan, and welcome back to Your Best Voice Radio. Your Best Voice Radio show is here every Wednesday from noon to 1 p.m. to bring you up to date on this issue and keep you abreast of what is needed for all of us to work together to secure victim safety while pursuing and prosecuting the traffickers. Our Best Stop Trafficking hotline is 888-BEST-811. So if you are a victim or you know of a victim, please call our hotline. Today we have as our esteemed guest, Senator Maria Sachs. To call in and speak to her, it's 888-565-1470. Senator Sachs, tell our listeners you're still here with us. I'm still here. (laughs) Enjoying the show. Thank you, Linda. No, it's our pleasure. But Senator, you have been fighting for your public on areas such as senior rights and veteran affairs. In fact, your dad was a decorated combat veteran. Can you tell our listeners how your father was instrumental in your selection of what to champion regarding veteran affairs? Well, thank you, Linda. I think that um, I think anyone um, who has uh, been a part of growing up with the greatest generation uh, has such great respect for this World War II generation that fought so hard so that uh, so that we can be free today. And I think that, uh, especially in my district, I have uh, some of the largest numbers of World War II veterans, and I'm so proud of them. Each one, not just my dad, but uh, each veteran has a story to tell. And I think it's important to listen to these stories because as the years go by, we lose so many. Uh, and so I was very fortunate to uh, grow up uh, uh, listening to my dad's stories. Uh, you know, he, he didn't talk a lot about it, but what he did do, and I, I want anyone and any, anyone to think about this as you grow older, he did write them out in a book. And I found the book later in his life. I found the book, and he had written a chapter about uh, major uh, 
adventures that he had in his life growing up on a dairy farm in Michigan and what went on in World War II, things that he couldn't talk to us kids about, uh, he wrote out longhand. And so I have uh, shared this with all my siblings. And I think that there are so many folks out there right now listening to us who have stories. And if they need help in uh, transcribing these or we can get somebody to come out and put on a, uh, a little uh, tape recorder and, and uh, be able to memorialize these stories for everybody. Thank you for asking. No, that would be absolutely That's wonderful. Really beautiful, yeah. Because history, you know, history of who we are and our traditions is crucial. And you said it also. They fought for the freedom, and we're still here with slavery today. And that's what we're trying to figure out why we still have it. But you also, Senator, hit it right on the head. It's racketeering. It goes so far underground that it is just something that if we save one, then we can save two, and we can figure it out. And with appropriate legislature, if we get there, and it is one step at a time. Eddie, I believe you have yes, a question. Yes, I do. I have a, a question for the Senator. Um, can you tell us, listeners, what the safeguarding of our seniors' bill means to our seniors? Sure. It's uh, it's another issue that uh, that I have been, in a, in a sense, very blessed with because um, there are so many seniors in my district. And, you know, uh, my dad passed away right before I took office. That's why I, I keep his... Uh, I keep my maiden name is you know Maria Lord Sachs in his honor, uh, but my mom is very much alive and uh, she's feisty. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing she's not listening to this because uh, I'm sure she'd uh, she'd she'd criticize me about something and, or call in. Uh, call <laughs> in, that would be kind of scary, you know. But uh, but when I when I look at and see what happens to my mom, I know that there are so many moms out here uh, in South Florida who may be alone, maybe widowed like my mom. And they are vulnerable to scam artists, people who will call them up or come by or try to connect with them through their community organizations, churches, or synagogues. So it's important that we in government protect our people. This is, you know, as I said before, it may be a little child in foster care. It it may be an inmate in a prison facility, or it may be a senior citizen. So uh, we in government have that charge. It's our first important charge is protect our people. And one of the issues is that in uh, safeguarding our seniors is that uh, unscrupulous insurance agents will prey on our seniors to uh, have them buy um, uh, insurance uh, policies that uh, they would never be able to enjoy. They would uh, It's just a scam to take their money. And then when they try to get it back, it's gone. So uh, Safeguard Our Seniors has uh, is out there uh, protecting our seniors. If there is anybody who feels like they have been a victim of a of a con or a scam, uh, because we are you know we are so vulnerable to these types of issues coming down here to South Florida, please contact my office because I don't care where you live, I don't care if you're in my district or not. Uh, we I am here to help you, and we'll make sure that you get uh, appropriate good government protection for that. Senator, um, would you tell our listeners, do you mind how they can contact you? Sure. be more than happy. Uh, you can either contact me at, uh, I have a Delray office, which is area code 561-279-1427. I'll repeat it. Area code 561-279-1427. Or you can connect with me on my website, which is real easy. It's 
www.mariasacks.com. Senator, would you be kind enough to tell our listeners and the people in your district what it is you want to say, why it's so important for them to come out and vote, and what are the issues that you want them to be aware of that you are handling for them? I think, first of all, everyone needs to vote. Number one, I don't care what party you belong to or if you even don't belong to a party. Um, You need to vote. Uh, If you don't, you have to muzzle yourself for the next four years, okay? (laughs) Because if you don't vote, you can't complain about the government. So it's a a big election coming up in November, Uh, not just for uh, my position, uh, but for all across the board, all the way up to Washington, D.C., and and the president. So vote. Uh, I am uh, running in uh, in a new district, brand new, um, just formed. It was uh, it was sort of the lines were drawn by the uh, Florida Supreme Court. It's District 34. It runs from uh, from Hypoluxo Road in Palm Beach uh, all the way south um, to Port Everglades. The east side is the ocean. Finally, can represent people on the coast. Mm-hmm. So excited about representing the beaches, and it goes west in Palm Beach uh, to the Turnpike and uh, narrows down in Fort Lauderdale to areas along along Federal Highway. So uh, the bottom line is that I am running in this new district. I'm excited about it. And uh, I'm I'm running for the idea that uh, government has an obligation to take care of its people, that we need to make sure that uh, our legislators come out and talk to people listen to people like in my blue ribbon committees i have um i've put on uh two anti-gang summits put on six hope foreclosure workshops and anybody within our listening audience uh, linda if they have any issues with regard to uh, modification of their mortgage or mortgage foreclosure call me contact me i'll help you out I'll, i'll get hold of the bank for you uh, anybody uh, who has any issues with veterans, I go out and speak to a lot of groups on veterans' issues. Uh, I think that's also very, very important. Fantastic. I know, Sarah, speaking about this, you have a question for the senator, and then I believe we have a caller coming on. So would you do that? Yes. Um, the anti-bullying bill that you co-sponsored um, prevents online bullying. How has the Internet changed the nature of bullying in schools? It's scary, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary, I'll tell you. Um, the Internet is a, is a whole new frontier. And young people uh, know how to use it, know how to use it very effectively. So uh, it used to be that it was a uh, confrontational thing that was more, and a lot of it was physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, now with the Internet, so much of it is emotional. And that hurts painful, uh, especially if a child is uh, may have issues on their gender identity, mm-hmm. may have issues uh, with being vulnerable in other areas. Those those little kids, um, whether you know they're in their teens at a very sensitive age, we need to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, whatever way we can, we need to protect our kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe we have Lee on the line. Hi, Lee. Do you have a question for the senator? Yes, I do. Hi, Senator Sachs. Um, are you are you concerned that under the Florida Safe Harbor Act, that any new short-term safe house established that also acts as a condition of probation 
is deceiving not only the victims dropped off there, but the public as uh, there is no disclosure that these very advocates who say they are there to help can end up testifying against the victims at the end of the day. That's a very good point, Lee. Like I said, it's a first step. There's a lot of things that need to be ironed out. Um, I, uh, you know, I, with my years in law enforcement as a prosecutor, I don't like the idea of having a safe harbor, a shelter, also used uh, as a uh, as a condition of a special condition of probation, because that, in a sense, is uh, could be used as a confrontation uh, against the victim. Uh, look at. Uh, the folks who are in there uh, who need help are gonna are gonna fail. Um, it's not a perfect solution, and uh, just like uh, anyone who may uh, you know may be in a situation either in an addiction uh, or or uh, you know suffer from any kind of drug or alcohol addiction, uh, to think that one failure would violate probation and make them subject to. Uh, you know, to incarceration afterwards is just not in the good sense of rehabilitation. So that is a, it's a very good point. I'm glad you bring it out. And one of the issues that we need to make sure that when we hammer this out next session, and I, I hope I'm reelected so that I can, I can be part of the solution, uh, next session. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we need to bring more law enforcement on the table because we cannot have shelters that, uh, could uh, very well incriminate the very people that they hope to, uh, to help. Good point, Lee. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Um, Eddie, I believe you have a yes, great question. Yes, I do. I have a great saying. question. She has great answers. <laughs> she really does. Uh, you list education as one of the most important issues you fight for as a senator. What further steps can the school system take to keep students safe? Well, you know, uh, schools are so overburdened with uh, regulations. I think that it's important that parents... Uh, and there's a frustration amongst parents and classroom teachers. We need to make sure that uh, parents have a, a direct line uh, goes to the to the teachers. For example, if um, if if there's a pending divorce and there's a child custody issue, we need to make sure that uh, the teachers have the ability to be able to connect directly with parents to find out who's going to pick Johnny or Betty up. Uh, so that there's not a fight at the school as to who has legal responsibility for the child. Uh, also for the safety of the child to make sure. So there's been a lot of issues with, uh, with that. And I think that, uh, the biggest problem we have with, uh, with a lot of our public education, Eddie, is a lack of funding and uh, taking the shackles off of teachers so that they're able, uh, to do what they do best, which is teach. They're so, uh, they're so riddled with uh, their time is so uh, fraught, uh, taken up with filling out forms and and government regulations, and making sure that you know uh, all those tests are graded and passed out and recorded to the state. That uh, our poor classroom teachers don't have an opportunity to 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 do and uh, what they do, which is teach. 
my goodness, that's what we need is, is, uh, let our teachers teach, give them the money, uh, and give them the, the opportunity, uh, to, to teach our kids, give them a good civics education, let them learn about music and art, uh, and, and let them know that, um, that mom and dad is out there and, and that uh, they're working hard for them, uh, and, and not in an adversarial position between the teachers and the parents. That's what's so important. And possibly, you, Senator, you could, um, what are your thoughts on taking the college concept at that point and combining them with these teachers and getting uh, the teachers to work more closely with colleges to prepare those interested in education and um, community education to begin to build their careers? Well, you know, teachers have a tough time because they don't make enough uh, to really further their education in areas that actually pay more, which is STEM, uh, that is, in the sciences or technology and engineering, mathematics. And I'll tell you another thing, Linda, um, our kids are pretty smart when it comes to these areas, and sometimes our teachers need further education so they can keep up with the kids. So uh, what I did is I filed a bill and it became law. Again, this came from my constituents. didn't come from me. My constituents told me that teachers need to be able to get back into college and take these classes, but they can't afford it. So now under this new law, and I want anybody out there who's listening to this to take advantage of it, and that is any classroom teacher can uh, can go to a, a, one of our state colleges or universities and sign up for class in uh, science, mathematics, engineering, free of charge. No tuition, no fees, free of charge uh, to any of our state universities or colleges just so that they can, uh, you know, get advance their careers. Uh, if there's a classroom teacher out there and you've been teaching English or history, you want to teach mathematics, you want to teach science, uh, let me know. I'll help you get, uh, you know, get these classes in our state colleges and universities. That's fantastic. Actually, you've done quite a lot <laughs> um, for somebody who's only 29 years old. Oh, almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> the juvenile justice system today, we know you're on the board of the Circuit 15 Juvenile Justice Commission. Um, can you tell us some issues that are actually facing the juvenile justice system and any suggested solutions or how, um, what assistance they need or how, what they should deal with or what they do deal with? You know, it's sad. There are some children in our juvenile detention center who are there as a runaway. And they're being held in, let's, let's, let's be frank about it. A detention center sounds nice. It's a jail. It's a jail. It's a jail for kids. There are kids there right now who are being held in this jail, uh, because they ran away from home. What kind of a crime is running away from home? Now I know we have to keep them safe because if we, Put them back out in the street and they run away again, then, you know, some unscrupulous person uh, who may be involved in child trafficking could pick them up. But don't we have better solutions than keeping kids who, who uh, run away from home in a, in a jail? Uh, you know, you, you look at the kind of people we are. We are. First of all, this is a beautiful county. I think Palm Beach has got some of the most beautiful malls, shopping centers, uh, cultural areas, the Kravis Center, uh, Art, uh, Norton Museum. We have beautiful areas. We have museums, we have mansions, we have parks, and then we have a child jail. 
that when uh, when I would visit this jail, um, it didn't even have uh, windows for the kids. Uh, it didn't have anything on the walls. It wasn't until I, I enlisted my son to paint a mural on the wall just so the kids could have some kind of color. Uh, so we as a people need to do something a little better about it. We need to make sure that those are our kids. I know it's on 45th Street, the uh, Juvenile Detention Center. Those are kids from Boca, Delray, Manalapan. Uh, they're our children. And uh, we need to make sure that they they have better funding there. Uh, Linda, good point. Senator, we know that you are on the board of Kids in Distress or were on the board. What are some of the needs of your district for child safety and shelter services, specifically for your district? You know, we read too often in the newspapers what goes on with foster kids. Uh, we need to open it up to more families. Maybe not a traditional mom and dad family, but maybe single parents, uh, non-traditional uh, uh, groupings or families, so that our kids have the kind of uh, family that everyone would want for your own kids. And um, Kids in Distress works very hard to make that happen. Uh, and there are other uh, very, very good community organizations. I know the Women for Excellence supports uh, a number of these organizations that help kids. But you know what? They're nice and, and, and they're pretty and they got a lot of activities. But, you know, every kid needs mom and dad or needs, uh, needs a, a family to come home to. Uh, get up in the morning and have somebody say good morning to you, give you a hug, get you on your way. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, and I think that this is something that we all need to work towards. Everybody in this community, within our ear, who's, who's listening to this program, uh, can open their arms, can open their their hearts, can open their, their homes uh, to at least bring in uh, a foster child not for a, a weekend or a couple of weekends, uh, then at least for a ball game or something. We, we need to do that as a community. And as such, because it's so regulated, um, you know, we know many people over the years, I mean, as we were growing up, we've had our own parents say, hey, you know, we'd like to, for the holidays, take a kid home and let them have a good time. And we're told, no, you can't do this because of the government regulations. Do you think that there are ways to come up with pilot programs, perhaps, that could work around those rules, or is it just too cumbersome? I think we need to. And like I was talking about with our classroom teachers, uh, you know, government is funny. We... uh, we have had the domination of one particular party in, in the state for 12 years. I think we need to open it up to a balance because, uh, you know, here we talk about uh, government not protecting our uh, students, not protecting our, our inmates, not protecting our foster kids, and yet we see government everywhere else. You know, uh, we've got too many regulations sometimes. So uh, we need to maybe have a little more balance, not maybe, we need to have more balance in government so that they need to protect our, our most vulnerable and stay out of other areas that most kids can, uh, most of our community organizations can take care of. 
Eddie, I believe you have yes, a I do. Yes, Senator, in your extensive work with veterans, have you ever encountered stories of trafficking victimization among the members of that community? Yes, that's so interesting that you would bring that up because uh, this was so unusual. There is a, uh, um, there's a, an organization, it's an organized group that will take um, homeless guys and sometimes uh, some of the homeless uh, folks are, are veterans. Some of them are not. But they're vulnerable, and uh, they will uh, put part of a uniform on them, give them a big American flag, and a uh, and a bucket, and have them go out and say they're veterans, and and ask for money on the streets. And you know that's that's so wrong. Uh, first, it's wrong because you're taking advantage of a vulnerable person. Uh, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, they get maybe a couple of dollars to stand out in the street corners and do this. So you're taking advantage of a vulnerable person, number one. Number two, you're taking money from people who think it's going to veterans organizations, and it's not. It's going to some organized group, some, you know, some corrupt business. So we, I filed a bill against that. It became a law. Anybody who's out there saying they're a veteran, they're asking for money, uh, is guilty of a felony. Guilty of a felony because we had to put a stop to it. Uh, if you're uh, if you're trying to take advantage of vulnerable people, don't come to Florida. Don't go. Don't go. Don't come to the these. Don't come to the state of Florida. Uh, don't go anywhere in the United States, as far as I'm concerned. But if you step foot in this state, uh, you're going to be subject to a felony, and we will prosecute you and convict you because uh, you're taking advantage of a vulnerable person. Number one. Number two. Um, don't say that you're a veteran and try to raise money for veterans organizations, and then have it go to a fraud or a scam. Not here. Not now. Yeah, trafficking is all over the place. I mean, it just doesn't stop. Now, how would law enforcement, say, have some indicators of how to identify who the good guys are and who the bad guys are in that area? Because that is just as horrific and heinous as any other kind of traffic. If anybody is asking for money for a veterans organization, they will have a certification. And uh, it should be on their person when they're asking for money. But to tell you the truth, most people, most uh, bona fide military service organizations do not have their people standing on on street corners uh, begging for it. Uh, so please give to a military service organization, uh, the veterans organizations, uh, any military organization that you know of. Uh, but make sure that uh, it's bona fide. And I just, I always tell my folks, uh, don't necessarily give to somebody standing on the street corner. Senator, you are just amazing with all of the stuff that you've done. Do you want to speak out to our listeners now about anything in particular that you want to share with them, especially those who are going to be voting in your district? Maybe you want to tell them about primaries and the importance of that level as well as coming out in November or anything else that you want to share with them. It's totally your radio show today. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. And and I want to thank those who have called in and also those who are very interested in this topic. Uh, we in Florida don't like to think of ourselves as a global magnet for human sex trafficking, but we are. And uh, the more we shut our eyes to it, the more it happens. So I want to thank you. Let me just take this uh, few minutes here to thank you, uh, Linda, 
and thank you, Eddie and, and uh, Sarah, to, for all these good questions and for put, uh, putting on this uh, this very good program. Um, yes, you know we have uh, we have folks here in South Florida that are very interested in the elections. They're, they we have some of the most uh, you know this is ground zero, ladies, for our national election and also uh, for my state senate election as well. We have uh, the number one targeted race in the state for state senate. So and it's going on in this area of uh, South Palm Beach and um, Northeastern Broward. If there is uh, anyone who wants to know more about it, they can they can find me at www.mariasax.com. Uh, they can email me at marialsax at gmail.com. Uh, they can call me, uh, get a hold of me. I'd love to talk to any group. Uh, I, I'll go anywhere, be anywhere. Um, and I, I am a- eager uh, to uh, to represent the good people of this area. Wow, you are fantastic. We want you to know that we are so honored to have had you on our show, Senator Sachs. And I want everyone out there to know that she's from District 34, and you've heard her viewpoints, and we have definitely appreciate that you have called in and spoken to us. If you would like to hear about a specific topic, or you'd like to suggest a guest for the show or sponsor the show or volunteer, please go to www.beststoptrafficking.org and fill in the contact form. This is Linda Sullivan, Master Certified Coach for Victims of Human Trafficking and the co-founder and president of BEST, your best voice to stop sex trafficking, here every Wednesday from noon to 1 p.m. And thank you again, Senator Sachs. You've been listening to Best Stop Trafficking, your best voice. Hosted by Linda Sullivan, certified master coach for victims of human trafficking. In fact, BEST stands for Building Empowerment by Stopping Trafficking, specializing in aiding the victim to pursuing and prosecuting the trafficker. To reach BEST, call 305-728-5218 or just go to beststoptrafficking.org. That's beststoptrafficking.org. The opinions expressed on the preceding sponsored program were strictly those of its hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of the station, its staff, management, or sponsors. Every child's success at school is enhanced with a little organization. I'm Andy Ford, president of the Florida Education Association and a classroom teacher. Every parent has had those days, rushing your child out the door without knowing if the homework is in the backpack or even where the backpack is today. Here are some tips you can use to help your child get organized. Set up a designated study space with all the supplies necessary to make sure homework gets done. Create a cubby at home. One place where everything that's needed for the next school day is kept and easily found. Help your child use a calendar for tracking assignments, test days, and other school events. 